the Girl Crush Podcast. Some theme music. We're obsessed with Jennifer Aniston. Pretty good plot. What about her hair? We're very messed up. So there's actually a pretty big spread. This is iconic Jen. It's perfection. I love the ending. Jen was definitely the best. Oh, yeah. It just has it all. It's so good. It's hilarious. Great Jen hair and outfits. This was super entertaining. It's true. Hello, and welcome to the Girl Crush Podcast. We're obsessed with Jennifer Aniston, so this season we're watching all of her movies and ranking them. If you want to give us your own thoughts, be sure to connect with us on Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod. And as always, be sure to rate and review. So on today's episode, we'll be talking about the movie Rumor Has It. This was released in 2005, and Jennifer plays a character named Sarah. Um, You can rent this on Amazon Prime, or I think I bought it in some like Jennifer Aniston movie four pack. For like five dollars, so you can do that as well. Um, brief you just invite summary, everyone to come over um, and watch it with you. <laughs> absolutely, yes. Please come to my please come to my small apartment in Denver to watch this movie. Um, okay, uh, okay. So in this movie, Jennifer Aniston plays Sarah, who learns that her family may have been the inspiration for the movie The Graduate. So if you haven't seen this movie yet, pause, go watch it, and then come back. Or don't stick around for the spoilers, but from here on out, we're going to ruin the movie for you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so first of all, let's get into the plot a little bit. So just as a reminder, we rate uh, these movies on a few different categories, including plot, character, acting, specifically Jen's acting, um, her hair, and whether we've watched the movie again or not. So for plot, we rated this movie a 7.5 out of 10. And just to get into the details a little bit, um, so Jen plays an obituary writer in this movie, which is like the perfect movie profession. Like you don't know anybody who actually has that job. Um, but anyways, she... Yeah, I think <laughs> I think she also writes like wedding announcements. So it's like <laughs> the perfect mix of yeah. morbid and happy. <laughs> True. Yeah. So in this movie, she feels really different from her whole family. She feels a little bit disconnected from them. Um, She's engaged to her fiancé, Jeff, who's played by Mark Ruffalo. Um, But she's having doubts about whether she's ready to marry him or not. So they go to some family event, and her grandmother lets it slip as they're talking about um, her being a little bit unsure about whether she's ready to get married or not. Her grandmother lets it slip that her mom... Um, ran off to Cabo with another man a week before she was supposed to get married. So Jen is obviously really um, surprised by this information, and she's trying to get um, find out more about what happened. So she gets some insider info from her mom's best friend, who confirmed that her mom did run away with another man whose name was Bo um, a week before the wedding, but eventually came home and obviously married her dad. Um, but she also finds out throughout this conversation that her grandmother had seduced Bo, and all of this comes out, and then Jen believes that her family was the inspiration for the movie The Graduate. Um, she also notices that she was born like nine months after her parents got married, so she then gets suspicious that Bo could be her biological father, which is why she feels so disconnected from her family and things like that. So Jen becomes obsessed with finding out more information and trying to figure out who Bo is and what was going on during this time when her mom like left her dad for a week to go be with this other guy. Um, so it seems like she's trying to like find herself in this movie. So she flies to San Francisco to try to find Bo at some place where, where she knows he'll be. 
Um, so eventually she meets him and he admits to sleeping with her mother and her grandmother, which is disgusting. Which is so gross. Yeah. <laughs> so gross. I know. Yeah, it's no. disgusting. <laughs> Um, but he also tells her there's no way he could be a fa- her father because he's sterile, because he's had testicular trauma, which sounds terrible. But they really? – <laughs> so they they have a nice conversation, da-da-da. Um, the, the, next, the, the next scene is them waking up in the morning, and Jen is in his apartment. So immediately it's like, uh, skis ball. Because now he's slept with the grandma, the mom, and now her. And she's engaged. Um, so yeah. she Yeah, it's it's terrible. But she feels a little bit guilty and she wants to go home, but then he convinces her to stay and go to this charity ball with him. So she goes to the charity ball where she meets his son. And remember, he's supposed to be mm-hmm. sterile. So at this point, we're right. watching this movie, and I am certain that he is her dad and that this is super sick and twisted and that she just slept with him the night before. <laughs> but eventually, he explains that his wife was, like, artificially inseminated, so um, so there's still no way that, like, Jen could be his daughter. Um, for some reason, this leads to a kiss between Jen and him. I'm not sure why, but right when that happens... Poor sweet Mark Ruffalo walks up because he's been searching for Jen, trying to figure out, you know, where she is and get her back home. Um, so obviously, oh, it's, the worst. it's the worst. His poor face. He looks so crestfallen. He does. <laughs> anyway, so he leaves angrily and Jen is upset and she goes back to her grandma's house. She's like trying to figure out what she should do next. She's not sure. Um but she does like a little bit of soul searching and she talks to her dad and they have this really nice conversation. And he actually knew about Bo, um, like when, when her mom had gone away to be with him, he like found that out and stuff like that. So anyways, after he shares some of that with her, she realizes she truly does love her fiance and she decides to go to try and win him back. Um, so she's actually able to do it like fairly easily. Um, with the condition that if they ever have a daughter, she'll never be allowed to be around Bo, which I think is a pretty, a pretty good deal. I mean, also he'd be like 90. He'd be, he'd be like... <laughs> Bo would be like Sick. so old. Ew. Be I don't even want to think about it. Extra disturbing and also Ugh. miraculous if something <laughs> happened. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, this is a super like this super twisted movie and like it's so uncomfortable because you are making assumptions the whole time that you like can't really enjoy the plot because you're just like, ew, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Why are you doing that? That's like, exactly like, <laughs> was my feeling the entire movie. <laughs> you're like so convinced <laughs> that something super gross is happening. And you're also like, why is why doesn't she feel this way? Right. Like, you're like, even if there was the slightest chance. Right? I'm like, you were literally, you flew across the country, you stalked this guy, lied about who you were to get into a conference to meet him because you think he is your dad. And then, like, the escalation from there, I'm like, why are you letting that happen? Like, why would you, 
what are you doing you, it's just like it's hard to enjoy just because you're just it's it's like makes you feel gross <laughs> it really does and all I kept thinking yeah. of were those stories that you hear where like a parent and a child are separated at, when the child is born and then like they meet years later and they get into this incestual relationship <laughs> and it's some kind of like it's some kind of like psychological condition where you where they're attracted never... to each other <laughs> I've never heard one of those stories, so I'm not really sure what you are reading on the internet. That's super disturbing. Thank you. It's, a, it's an I actual think, condition. I think I saw it on Dr. Phil. Do you need the producer to step in? <laughs> I feel like is, I see. No, that is, that is a real condition uh, because it, it's something about being separated but there's still this connection you have with the person. So if you were to meet your parent for the first time and you're 18, you know you're supposed to be close to them, but you haven't established what would already be a normal parental-child relationship. And so you feel intense closeness to them, but once you've already like hit puberty and stuff, so it can Ew. get wrapped up in your sexuality. It's, it's a real thing that happens. It's not okay, but it's real. I'm going to find you an article. My wife is not crazy. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, like, I, I feel like a lot of times I see people on Facebook who are with their spouses and I'm like, oh, this person married a person who looks like they could be related. Like, <laughs> so I, I mean, I definitely I, know that, too. I get that part. It also really freaks me out. And I think it's super weird. <laughs> so, like, I get I get like I get that. I know that happens. But I'm just like, she is going with the assumption that he is her dad. And yes, still and then ends she up gross, sleeps with right? him. It's, it's horrible. Ew. Yeah, Ew. it's horrible. Ew. Yeah, and Mark Ruffalo's face alone is enough. Like when he sees her with him, it's like, it's very, it's upsetting. I'm pretty sure we're going to get into the character point, but I'm since we're on the topic, I'm pretty sure that when that happened, okay, first of all. I'm pretty sure he cries or he has a tear because when we were watching this for the first time, we were like, oh, she made Mark Ruffalo cry. That's n that's a negative point for her character. Like that alone. He did say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but like some, I guess some positives to, to the plot is like her grandma is a total badass. She's hilarious. Yep. She's um, played by Shirley MacLaine. Yeah. And she's just like so perfect. I mean, like. Yeah, I don't know. She she's perfect for the role. She like really makes the movie, mm -hmm. uh, especially when she goes out to con like when the grandma and Bo confront each other. Mm -hmm. It's hilarious, um, and I think it's super funny that Jen's like dad, who she finds out really is her dad, is the one who made Bo sterile <laughs> sterile <laughs> in the first place because he need him in the fall <laughs> during a during like a soccer game or something. Yeah. <laughs> I know so, that's, that's a little yeah. bit of like sweet revenge before everything yeah. happened. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Yeah, weird plot. <laughs> yeah, super weird plot. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So speaking of her character, like we said, she makes Mark Ruffalo sad. The character makes Mark Ruffalo sad. I'm sure Jen and Mark are friends. <laughs> um. But we gave her character a rating of six out of ten. And, like, her character's likable in a lot of ways, but there's not, like, a lot of outstanding qualities about her. Like, she's kind of funny, but 
throughout the movie, I think you're just questioning her decisions the entire time that it makes it, like, less, I don't know, there's not as much to like about her. Mm-hmm. Yep, I totally agree. Yeah, I'd, I just, I don't know. I just don't like that she cheats on him. That makes me just not like her as much, but I guess she comes around eventually and they figure it out. Yeah, she just, like, she keeps, like, I mean, we just talked about this. She just, like, she seems dumb. Like, she gets involved <laughs> with Bo. She wakes up at her his, like, beautiful home. Mm-hmm. She hates herself. She's full of a regret. And then he he's like, oh, would, would a helicopter fix things? <laughs> Come to an event with me. And she's like, oh, I shouldn't, but okay. I'm like, what? <laughs> so then she, like, goes to this event with him. Like, she's just swept away by, like, his money and his charm and, like, you know, he has all these things that she's, like, at that point, apparently imagining herself with, not as his daughter, but as his partner. Very confusing. Right. And, and like, she can just not go back to her job. Like, she's just gone for an undetermined amount of time that's unrealistic. The people who are dying in New York are undocumented during (laughs) this two weeks that she's on this adventure. Oh yeah, not her best character. Not, no, not a not outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on to her acting. So for her acting, we rated her a seven out of ten. Um, definitely think it's believable throughout the whole thing. Like even though even though we don't love her character and we think her character was a little bit dumb at times, you do genuinely believe that her character is that she is being genuine. So, um, I don't know, the guilt that she shows and, like, the remorse when her fiancé shows up at the ball and, like, sees her kissing another guy um, definitely seems real, uh, even if we don't like the way that it was uh, or that she handled everything. Um, And then also the part where she's feeling really lost after all that happens and she goes um, back to her grandma's house, that also feels super realistic and... um, Yeah, I think she just does a good job portraying those emotions when she's feeling so uncertain about what to do next. And you can kind of like feel that she's searching for something. Um, Yeah, I I thought her interactions like with her sister too mm -hmm. feel really like, I think she portrayed that really well. Like she feels really removed from her family, but she's still like trying to be excited for her sister. And like Mm -hmm. she does show up for her sister when she's having like uh, an anxiety attack on her honeymoon you know she's like there for her and I think that like helps her feel more connected and like Mm -hmm. that felt like a really like genuine real moment between them so I thought she did a really good job of that I just I don't think that her character really like had exceptional depth and so it didn't really give Jen like a lot of room to display like a wide range of acting or emotion yeah um but but overall like it was believable it just wasn't like you know the most intense acting she's ever done. Yeah, we weren't blown away. Right. But still, got a 7 out of 10. That's pretty good. Yeah. And then, okay, her hair in this movie, we gave a 2 out of 2 because this is, like, iconic, long-haired Jen. It's It's so good. It's so good. And it's not even, like, extravagant. I'm pretty sure she wears it just, like, straight and down the whole time. Which I think usually we would not rate so high, but it's, like, so good. I don't – I just – I'm, like, how does she – 
How does she do it? How does she never tuck her hair behind her ears? <laughs> that you ever notice that? True dedication. Like, what a habit. Like, <laughs> I can't stand having my hair in my face. Like, my hair is in my face for two seconds, and I'm like, it's it's going up. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't do this. And she just lets it hang and touch her cheeks all day long. Doesn't touch it. That's Amazing insane. self-control. <laughs> right? <laughs> so true. And you're right. Like, it's so pretty and it's so but it's so simple. It but, is, but it's like it's so perfectly executed. It feels unachievable. Right? I'm like, okay, but it, you know, we've hypothesized it's kind of thin. So, she can't be putting like a lot of product in it or else it would look bad right is her hair just like naturally perfect she deep conditions once a week like what's the secret here we need to know (laughs) we need to know (laughs) oh man yeah no this is great hair this is iconic jen i think in a lot of ways the hair i think her outfits in this too like mid-2000s like classic kind of flare jeans slight cropped white t-shirt like it's just classic Classic Jen, like at her, at her, I would say every year's her prime, but like at what would most <laughs> most might consider her prime. You know, this was like yeah, right after Friends ended. Um, you know, she was she was like doing great. I don't know. Yeah, totally. Okay, so next, would we watch this again? We both gave this a five out of five. So despite the ridiculous plot and. Being unsure what's going to happen. We still would watch it again. Um, I think it's just a fun movie. And you can you can laugh at the ridiculousness of parts of it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like I like I said, I own this in like a pack of Jen movies. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's even rom-coms. Uh, but it's like, it's an easy, entertaining watch. Um, I feel like this is one that like randomly plays on like TBS or something. Um Hashtag not sponsored, just saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would for sure, for sure watch this again. I think it's an easy movie and it's not too like complex to mm-hmm. watch, even though I guess it's a little confusing. Um, okay, so to review our overall scoring, uh, we gave the plot a 7.5 out of 10. We gave her character a 6 out of 10. Jen's acting a 7 out of 10. Her hair a 2 out of 2. And a Would You Watch Again of a 5 out of 5, which is a total score of 27.5. Yep, and that brings us to a ranking of number 19 out of 38 movies. So, again, somewhere kind of in the middle of the pack, which I think makes sense for this movie. It's not, like, the the best movie you're ever going to see, but it's definitely super entertaining. And um, you get to see great gen hair and outfits, so you really can't go wrong. Yeah, agreed. Super easy watch, entertaining, definitely messed up for sure. (laughs) But it's a good one. Uh, So yeah, anyway, uh, thanks for listening to the Girl Crush podcast. Let us know your thoughts on today's movie. You can find us on Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod. You can also email us at podcastgirlcrush at gmail.com. Tune in next time when we'll be talking about Rockstar. Bye. Bye.